You know, the last time I was in Germany and saw a man standing above everybody else, we ended up disagreeing. Welcome back to Disney Marvel's podcast for week of May 27th, 2018. This is episode 6. I am your host, Matthew Graken. This is your podcast for everything Disney. Be it movies, TV, parks, Broadway. If it's Disney, we're talking about it. Now, on to the news. Disney says Star Wars Galaxy Edge will officially open at Disneyland next summer, summer of 2019, at Disney World that fall, fall of 2019. Also, they confirmed that the Star Wars Hotel will be located just outside of Galaxy's Edge at the Disney Hollywood Studios. It will have its own private entrance for a seamless storytelling transition from the hotel the interaction of the hotel to the story at Galaxy's Edge. Comcast is looking to outbid Disney with an all-cash offer for key Fox assets. The Fox board will be voting on that decision shortly. If they go with Disney or not, we shall find out. Here's keeping our fingers crossed. Despite lower than expected numbers, Solo was number one at the box office this holiday weekend, beating out such things as Deadpool 2 and Infinity War. But Infinity War continues to grow strong, still holding that fourth t- uh, fourth movie overall, uh, fourth highest grossing movie of overall, so we shall see what happens next. Star Wars is the next one above it. Speaking of Solo, Best Buy has announced a Steelbook Collector's Edition, um, which will be offered exclusively at their stores. It will be a 4K, uh, 4K disc 4K Ultra High Definition Blu-ray Disc, Blu-ray in digital HD uh, digital co- uh, code. That's what's going to be available in the uh, in the steel book. They will also offer, of course, your standard Blu-rays and your DVDs. The steel book is approximately going to be about thirty-five dollars. The Blu-ray, thirty dollars, and the DVD, twenty-five dollars. Pre-orders will be taking place, actually are available now if you're interested. Back in March, it was announced that Iron Man, the Iron Man and Jungle Book director, John Favreau, is developing a live-action Star Wars TV project. This will be for the upcoming Disney streaming service that debuts next year. These shows are actually going to take place about seven years after the events of Return of the Jedi. Not necessarily sure exactly which event they're talking about, but... It will be taking place shortly after. Uh, will be taking place a little bit of time after Return of the Jedi, well before Force Awakens. Casting is taking place for this show as we speak. Marvel fans in the UK are petitioning Marvel Studios to move up the release for Ant-Man and the Wasp, just like they did with Avengers: Infinity War. They moved up the United States release to avoid any spoilers. The UK now is asking for reciprocation. The set date for the U.S. release is July 6th. Across the way in England, their release date is until August 3rd. The studio claims this is to avoid interference in challenging the World Cup broadcastings. Now, 
I know for me, the World Cup is not shown every day. So I don't understand how this is going to interfere. And games aren't every hour of every day. So we shall see what happens there. On rumors, Michael Keaton is uh, going to reprise his role as Tombs, the Vulture, in Spider-Man Home Homecoming sequel. Not just that, also the villain has been rumored to appear as Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio. We shall see how this goes. Originally Sam Raimi was going to do Mysterio in a more comical sense in Spider-Man 4. But this is supposed to be a much more darker Mysterio. So we shall see. So this past Memorial Day weekend, I was walking around one of my local parks. Not Disney Park, but an amusement park. As I looked around, I saw a bunch of people wearing Marvel, Marvel shirts. It was, it was really cool to see how Marvel has been so integrated into our society that younger, older people, people of all backgrounds and walks of lives had shirts on representing Marvel and the whole Marvel characters specifically, whatever, they had it on. But most prevalent that this past weekend was Captain America shirts. And I wonder if people realize that there is actually a slight connection between well, the services in Captain America and how the character himself came about one of the darkest times this world has seen unfortunately ever and hopefully never again let me take you back to March of 1941 the war was going on but the Americas weren't involved yet Pearl Harbor thankfully hadn't been bombed yet two gentlemen one by the name of Jack Kirby the other one by Joe Simon decided to come up with a character to represent the soldiers and America in fighting in this war. These are two, their interest particularly with the war is these guys were both Jewish. They were from the lower New, uh, New York City area. And they went, they couldn't fight the Nazis personally, but they wanted to use their craft to kind of show what's going on out there, but also fight the Nazis and make this whole big deal about it. So they came up with Captain America, this average guy who became super soldier and well frankly wanted to kick the Nazis butts first Captain America comic was again released in March of 1941 by Timely Comics uh, Marvel hadn't come about yet this was the company that eventually through a few iterations would become Marvel at the time it was very unusual for a character to be introduced in their own comic. Typically they were introduced in other comics and usually collective story type comics. Strange tales, um, things of the weird, you know, different things like that. Captain America appeared in Captain America and he was 
quickly taken on quite properly. I mean, there, there was some controversy going on about, well, it's promoting the war and trying to get America involved, which, again, wasn't exactly the case. But for that time, this was what is now considered one of the, the golden age of comics. This, uh, this book sold about one million copies a month. It was one of the most actually popular comics of that time. It was actually even so popular that they, there was a fan base. There was a named fan base fan club for Captain America. The group was called, or called themselves, the Sentinels of Liberty. You would send in a dime to Timely Comics. You would get not just only a membership card, but a badge as well to show that you are a Sentinel of Liberty and a fan of Captain America and fighting along for justice. Well, once America did get into the war, they did have to discontinue those badges for the war effort. There was a ration on the, on metal so unfortunately, you would just get the, the membership card. After roughly 10 issues or so, both Jack Kirby and Joe Simon ended up leaving Marvel for the war effort. Um, they did that for several years. When they ended their time um, helping out in the war effort, they actually ended up going, I believe, to DC for a while. So who was to take over Captain America? Well, there was this new guy that, you know, he showed a little promise. He said, okay, the editor-in-chief put him in charge of Captain America, and let's see how he does with it. And the gentleman's name, well, as we know it now, is Stan Lee. So he, he took it, he helmed the project and kept working on this. Now, go, let me just go back, actually, to the, the original Captain America cover art. To just give you an idea of what this was to represent. On the original cover of Captain America number one was Captain America laying in a hard punch across Adolf Hitler's jaw and him dropping to the ground. I mean they're just trying to send a statement there and people liked it. Like I said some people were saying there was a little controversial and this and that and whatnot but his popularity got to the point that he got his own cereal. I'm not talking about the cereal that you eat, like a cereal box. No, he got a, what would be equivalent of a TV show. Remember, this is the 40s. There wasn't television, per se, as, as we have it now. There, it was, you go to a cinema. You'd go to the cinema, you, you, you pay five, ten cents, whatever it was. You could stay all day. You'd, you'd watch the movie. You'd see a Mickey Mouse short. You'd see a Donald Duck short. They'd play the news clips, and they'll run serials. This was how Buck Rogers had his start, Flash Gordon. You'd have these serials of the different things. Well, Captain America was one of them. Now, granted, it wasn't the Captain America of the comics. His alter ego's name was slightly different. In some of the, the way, he was more using a gun instead of a shield and, and whatnot, but the outfit was relatively the same, and the principles was, were the same. I mean, actually... It's kind of funny. You think back to the original Captain America First Avengers movie. They actually do portray the serials of Captain America. Captain America's making these little movie serials to go into the theaters. Well, that actually did happen. So that, that was 44. That was midway 
Then once the war started dwindling, dwindling down, actually when the war ended, unfortunately Cap's popularity kind of went with the war. You know, the war's over, Cap has kind of been, well, that, that was then, this is now. We're done with the war, we want to move on. So Stan's trying to think, okay, how can I keep this storyline going? Because people don't want to see the war stuff. So he went with what was going on in the times at the, you know, with the times. Captain America and Bucky Barnes were honorably discharged. So now you have Steve Rogers, teacher. And he's teaching in New York. And he's, he's you know, teaching the kids at, was it Lee School or something like that. And his crime fighting was in, you know, his spare time after, after work. But he's still involved. Well, re, you know, re, um, readers were still declining. You know, not as many people were buying Captain America comic. Captain America, your local high school teacher, or whatever, whatever grade he was teaching. So, Stanley came up with this idea. Okay, let me, let me do something a little more metaphorical. Let's have Bucky Barnes, uh, Captain America's trusty sidekick, get injured. Well, he'll get shot, and he'll be spending lots of time in the. He'll be hospitalized laid up and he can't do anything and that's going to represent our wounded soldiers coming back and just the the anguish that the soldiers are going through so he's going to be stuck there but cap still needs a sidekick well female superheroes were starting to become very popular at that time so stanley took the idea help this will help boosting boost the readership will get women interested by creating a sidekick named Betty Ross. Her alter ego name would be Golden Girl. And this will help boost sales back up and people will be interested in Captain America. Captain America, you know, all-American boy with Betty Ross, which, if you think about the name, is quite appropriate, is the all-American girl fighting crime together at night after they, you know, do their homework assignments and, and whatnot. But, unfortunately, that did not work out. 1949 saw the end of Captain America. Or did it? Captain America was shelved for a long time. Eventually, Kirby did come back to Marvel. And you know, they, they released many characters on time. Iron Man came out, the Hulk came out, Spider-Man came out in the 60s. And when Kirby came back, and saw, but they, they tried to, honestly, they did try to bring Captain America back, um, fighting the communists of Russia, and that, I think, lasted about three episodes, three issues before the comic company said, that's it, we're done. So when Kirby came back and saw what Stanley had done, and what Stanley had, how he directed the the storyline of Captain America, he said, no, this is not how it's going to be. And this is not how we're ending Captain America. He's not going to be fighting the communists in grading school papers. So they rewrote the ending. In the 60s, they rewrote how Captain America's last mission with Bucky Barnes went. And this you'll remember from, again, the Captain America First Avenger movie. Captain America and, and Bucky Barnes were on a missile heading towards New York City. And they're trying to disable it. They can't disable it. And Cap is saying, all right, Bucky, 
we gotta give up. You know, we'll figure this out. But we can't disable this rocket. We need to go now. Bucky refused to give up. He said, no, no. I'm not gonna stop. The city needs us. Captain America jumps and lands in the ocean, the freezing, freezing waters, and becomes a capsicle, as Iron Man calls him. But he freezes just before he, he completely freezes over and blacks out. He sees the rocket explode with Bucky on it. Bucky never to be seen again. Or does he? And then, this was in 1942, supposedly that took place. Cap is unfrozen in 1964, the modern age. And the rest, as we all know it, is history. So what are some of your favorite Captain America storylines? Either the old or the new. Have you read Captain America number one or some of the original ones taking place during World War II where he's fighting the Nazis with his howling commandos and all that with Bucky, and his, Bucky Boy Wonder at his side? If so, let us know. Uh, go to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. And tell us what you think. Or if you want to just email the show, email the show at DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. I'll be interested to hear what you have to say. But either way, make sure you share this episode. Tell your friends about it. Rate it. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. You know, the more people that we can get involved in this show, the better. It'll, just, it'll get more people involved to just get the community going. More people talking about Disney and sharing their love for Disney is a wonderful thing. And like I said, we could all do that over at our fa at the Facebook group, which again is facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. One more time, that's facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. If you have an idea for the show, any news or rumors that you'd like addressed on the show, send them over to the email. You can either put them on the Facebook group or email the show, DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Again, that it, the email address for the show is DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. I'd like to thank everyone for listening today. Hope you enjoyed this show. Again, make sure you share the show. Tell all your friends. Tell your family. Tell Have your friends tell their families and their families tell their friends. Make sure they all subscribe and rate the show. Please, please. I'd love to get some ratings going on this show. And I'd like to end this episode with two things. One, a bit of reflection. Like I said, this past Monday, the United States was Memorial Day. It is a day to remember our fallen soldiers, our, our brothers and sisters at arms who unfortunately will not be coming back to their loved ones. I know it's a day for barbecues and special car sales, but the day does have a slightly deeper meaning. If you see a soldier, thank them, because they don't hear that enough. The quote I would like to end today with is by Walt Disney himself, and it is, I believe that this spiritual and intellectual freedom which we Americans enjoy is our greatest cultural blessing. Therefore, it seems to me that the first duty of culture is to defend freedom and resist all tyranny. That's from Walt Disney. Thank you very much again, everybody. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you next week. When Captain America throws his mighty 